0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Dav Chavches in Masechus Gittin. And so we are two lines down on Chavches Amid Aleph. And we were talking about how long is a short amount of time. You might recall that the Mishnah said, that if we lose a get, uh, can we reuse it? Well, uh, ultimately, on, on the most basic way of learning the Mishnah, if you find it right away, then you know that it's a still it's still the same get. What's right away? So it ma'arav yudam reshomor halacha <laughs> adam adamsham, that the halacha is where there's no other person at the place that you saw at the place where the get was found. So if there was nobody there, so then there's nobody to have taken the get or replaced the get. And so presumably these are, I guess, logical reasons, right? Barry, I didn't see any... Uh Sources, you know, certainly not in psukim or anything like that. You might recall the Gemara had a six-way machlokas as to what a short amount of time is, and all of them seemed like sort of like logic, I guess I would say, right? As if nobody was there, so then it's okay. So this is if nobody was there, so then presumably it wasn't replaced. Rav HaRochanam or Yitzchak said, avar adam sham, that where no person passed by, so it's a difference between nobody staying there, like you didn't see anybody actually sitting around some shady dude hanging around the get or nobody even passed by the get now the truth is these two um, these two opinions were already mentioned in the name of Tanaim. we didn't have to have Rabbi Huda Moshmuel in other words Rabbi Huda Moshmuel and Rabbi Baruchana said the name of Yitzchak Bar Shmuel they are saying the concept right they're saying the actual halacha but they're not saying it in the name of the person that said it the Gemara asks about that it says the Gemara Bar Halacha Kamar. Why isn't Rabbi Yehuda saying that the Lacha is like, right, the Brisa, and mar Lacha Kamar, right? And why isn't Rabbah saying that the Lacha is like a and Lazar? In other words, right, the Tanaik sources aren't being quoted here, only the Lacha is being quoted. So the Gemara answer is to because actually we're not really sure when, when we had the Brisa, we're not really sure. We may have had it switched around and the names may have gotten uh, confused. And so if you're gonna quote the source, you may get the halacha wrong. So let's just quote whatever the halacha is and that way you'll determine what the actual halacha is in order to avoid confusion. Fine. Finally, the two dots. Matzau b'chafisa obit luskma Mai chafisa, what is that? Amar rabbi brachana is a chemes ketana. Small skin bottle. Usually you uh, use it to hold wine. Whatever it is, it's the flask. You know, like Andrew comes to Simchas and he has his special flask. So it's that flask that, um, that is, right, that that everybody recognizes as yours. And that's where you accidentally, it was dry. And that's where you kept the get. It could only have been yours. My dluskuma, The dluskuma is a tlika de save. It's, uh, where you keep, uh, your utensils, right? Sometimes, uh, you call it a pill box. I don't know. article says el- it's 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 a box that elderly people use. That's why save, right? Like saba, tlika de save, old person's kind of purse slash uh, cabinet slash whatever. So they that's what they keep, and it's very much you can tell that it's theirs, and therefore if the get is found in there, it's not really considered lost, even though you know you didn't see it for a while. You can assume that it was there. That. Like I said yesterday, there are, you know, many halachas like that. For example, even in kashras, right? If something is nis'alim min ha'ain, right? If, there, if there's going around and there's, uh, right, and, and you didn't see it for a while and you come back, but you know that it was there, right? In other words, if, 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 there are different parameters, and different thresholds of confidence for different things. So in other words right for for certain things you're concerned that things were tampered with for certain things you're not concerned that things were tampered with and and therefore you know the the threshold for get may be different than the threshold for other things so it's just noteworthy that some of these things spread across the board and some of these thresholds are unique to each individual situation in the case of gittin um we have reason to be machmir, because it's a da'oraisa, right? So in other words, if a woman's get is considered valid when it really, right, it really actually in reality was not valid, so you're gonna have an issue, right, because she's nascious-ish. Uh On the other hand, we don't want women to be agunos. Um, this is in fact a great segue to our next Mishnah, because our next Mishnah is gonna discuss another aspect of Torah, where we don't have full certainty, but it's a scenario where, despite not having full certainty, we're going to have different thresholds of the amount of certainty that we're able to tolerate in three different contexts, one of them being Gittin. How do you like that for a segue, Barry? You ready? Says the next Mishnah, HaMei get. Right? A lot of times, after all, we're learning Masechus Gittin, and the very first Mishnah from Gittin is the maybe Viget Mimdina Sayam. Well, what if the elderly husband is sending a get to his wife, how do you know that he's even still alive? What would be the problem if he's not alive? Right? So again, You give the get, and again, it's an assumption. It's a chazaka. Look, the word chazakah is right in the Mishnah. You make an assumption that he's still alive and therefore the get is valid. Look at Rashi. Look at Rashi. If he in fact is no longer alive, then guess what? The Shlichus is in fact it's uh battle It's cancelled. raisa. and we learn in Chulin, God willing, we get there, that Hamed Davar al Khazkaso. So this concept, Mida so we're learning in Draq different uh sources. You have this thing called the Chazaka, which is what it had been up until now. And so we assume he's still alive, even though we don't know with 100% certainty. You know, this trip could take months. And yet, and we know that if he did, if he's no longer alive, the shlichus is batel. And therefore the get isn't even being handed to her, um, like as as it should, and it shouldn't really even be valid. And yet we assume that he's alive. So again, we don't have certainty, but we're able to tolerate this amount of uncertainty and say that and assume that he still is. Okay, that is one area where we assume that he's still alive. Now let's mention two others. A regular case, no get, right? Beautiful marriage. She's a bas She's married to a kohen. She's eating truma with impunity because that is her husband's, right? Uh, right, and therefore hers. And he goes off on a business trip. This kohen husband, you don't know when he's coming back. He's off for years. And who knows what happens in the raging seas? And yet, she's allowed to continue to eat truma, right, on the assumption that he's still alive out there. Okay, right. Obviously, right, because obviously, if he if he passes away, she's no longer allowed to eat truma because she's a Bais She has to go back to not eating truma. And final third, final case of Shleiah Chatos and Medina Sayyam, fascinating idea. You could send the korban Khatas. Can you send a Shliach to bring your korban chatas? Apparently so. We'll see. Now, certainly if you're not alive, then you can't bring the Korban Chatas because the owner of a Korban Chatas has to be alive. Um, there is a halacha. You have to look at Tamura, Rashi quotes, that if, that it's a very strange situation, in fact. A person, and we've already discussed this case, if a person consecrates right, an uh, animal for a Korban, and then that person passes away, that korban can no longer be brought, nor can be eaten as shawarma, it can't be treated as chulin, can't be treated as kachim, uh, meaning it can't be uh, brought as a korban, and the recourse then would be to literally lay it out to pasture, has to die of natural causes. Okay, but, so, okay, so there, but wait, that's only if you know he dies. But if he sends a Medina Sayya, and six months later the animal arrives, and to the base of Mikdash, you do in fact bring it as a korban on the assumption that he's still alive. That's amazing, right? You're taking that risk, so to speak, that you're bringing what makriv Um That's quite that's quite amazing. Okay, so now so it's not again it's not really chulim, but you're Makrev a korban without without an owner, so. In all three cases, just a review: both in a get with the husband coming from abroad, or in a ba'as whose husband, who's married to a coin is abroad, or the person who says the Echatas, All those cases, we're going to assume the chazaka, right? In all three cases, we use the the lashon of becheskashu kayim. We assume that he's still alive, okay, and therefore we treat it as such we'll have the woman still eat truma? we'll be makar of the korban chatas, and we will deliver the get. So that's the Gemara, Amarava. Yeah, this chazaka only applies, let's say back to our case of the get. So the get, we said he's a zakin, right, or chola. So in those cases, in our Vishnah, we're gonna assume he's still okay, it's amazing, right? He's, he's a chola, so we're saying, yeah, chola like a regular sick, like he has maybe a cold, He's not feeling great, and Zakein, Yeah, maybe he's old, but he's not like way, way old. He's just like not young, right? And there, Sharob cholim right? There, most people survive being a little bit old or being a little bit sick. Aval and But once you're past eighty, which is shmonim right? And in fact, we say in shana, right? So. Hazakeh has reached the age of 80, with goses, or if he's already like a goses on, on a deathbed, sherov goses in misa, low, right? So once it's already uh, unlikely, once you hit a certain point, it's it's like it shifts, right? Instead of the default to be that you're going to make it, that you're still going to be alive. When we get there, the default changes, and Rav is pointing out that it that chazakah goes away uh, at a certain point of illness, Okay. Okay, now the is going to say, is that really true, Ravah? Says the Gemara, Abaye. Uh, Andrew, did you think Abaye was going to let Ravah go with this uh, unchallenged? After all, there is a b'risa that says, a maybe get v'nichal zak'en filu ben me'a person brings a get for somebody, a shaliach, for a hundred-year-old man bringing, delivering uh, get, sending a get. Wow, so Ravah said if he's 80, you know don't assume that he's still alive. But the price says, even if he's a hundred, you assume he's still alive. So one thing that you could say is, Ti yufta, the Gemara says, maybe Rava is wrong. Maybe you always give the get, no matter how old the center of the get is. But you say Ema came in the Iflig, Iflig. Another way of saying, another thing that you could say to defend Rava is that no, an unbelievable thing. Came from the Iflig, Iflig from like Haflaga, distinguish yourself. It's like, you know, once you hit a certain threshold, you know, like there's people you ever meet. These people, they're like not the dying type. You know, like once you're a hundred, so then your chazaka shifts back. Maybe at age ninety, if you make it through your eighties, right, then you're already in your nineties. Now it's just going till mava esrim. Nobody's going to assume or or and beyond that you'll no longer. You've outlived the chazaka that you're that you're going to pass away at the age of a regular person. You are considered a person that's been blessed with a ichus yamim. And therefore, if look, you've set yourself apart and the chazakah that you pass away at any moment goes away. That's astonishing. That's awesome. Um, where did I get the number 90 from Rabbi Libu? It's the great Dafyomi master. He points out that, you know, you say, let's say, in the Mishnah, in Avos, ben esrim LeThis, ben shloshim LeThis, ben Arbayim LeBina, ben fichamishim. So he said, guess what? These milestone birthdays, Right? Uh a couple of weeks ago, remember we celebrated Dr. muscat's milestone birthday. So these milestone birthdays mean something. They mean something in the Mishnah and they're in Avos, and therefore they mean something. Every decade of life has its like sort of um chapter, if you will. So this is so once you pass the chapter of the eighties, now you're in the chapter of the nineties and the hundreds and the you know, hundred and tens, that's a different chapter. And therefore once you reach eight ninety, you're no longer in your 80s, you're not considered to be, you're, you're out of the woods at that point. Okay. 13 lines up from the wide. Ramile Abaila Rabo. Now, Abaye saw a contradiction that he pointed out to Rabba as follows between our Mishnah and the following b'risa, of Tanan. So let's review our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says, okay. Again, you bring a get. For an old person or a sick person, you assume that he's still alive and you give the get. But the Braise says, So let's say you have a case of a Basi that's married to a Kohen, and the Kohen wants to divorce her, but he doesn't really want to divorce her, he just wants her to be migureshes instead of an Almana. Okay? Why would he want to do that, Andrew? Well, Maybe because, I could totally relate to this. If anything happens to him, he can't stomach the idea of her marrying one of his Cohen buddies. That would just drive him crazy. He knows, like, if she was remarried to Jerry, Jerry Cohen, it would just kill him. He would never be able to survive it. So he says, you know what? I want her to be a Grusha. This way she can't marry any one of my Cohen friends. Let her marry one of these strong friends or just stay, uh, stay with the memories of me, okay? So he sets it up. He's not, gonna, he's not an animal. Like, he's going to not totally destroy all her chances. He's just going to say he'd rather she be a Grusha than be an almana. okay? And that would be the nafkamina, right? That she can't marry Coyne, okay? Now, the issue is he's telling her that she's divorced. He gives her the get now, and he says, no, I want to live with you happily ever after, but an hour before I pass away... This cat's going to be Chal. Now, she's a Bat Sisro. Then the brysa says that what? That, uh, I'm sorry, uh, is this a Bryce or a, or a mishnah? It's a, I'm not sure. I think it might be a mishnah. I'm not sure. Um, let's see, do you see anywhere, Barry, what, what it is? I'm not sure. So we just finished or we're we starting now? No, the hareze g'itech shah has kodom no, I believe it's a b'risa. Okay. So again, So again, So what's the issue? Amazing. That once he sets it up that she can that she's going to get divorced and therefore will no longer be able to eat Truma, an hour prior to when he dies, when does she start, stop being allowed to eat Truma? Immediately. Immediately. Now, Barry, why would she be us to eat Truma immediately? It doesn't even say that he's a Zukain. And yet, as long as you say that she has to stop eating Truma, so to speak, because she's divorced an hour before he dies, she has to stop eating Truma immediately. So it sounds like a contradiction to our Mishnah, because after all, our Mishnah says that this Kohain that's married to Basi Srael, right, he goes off to a trip. Uh, anything that happens, she could eat Truma all the way. Until she hears that he's absolutely dead, she can always assume that he's still alive. And yet, if he sets it up that she's divorced an hour before he dies, right away she can't eat Truma. So, which is it? Says the Gemara Amalei, said to Tabai, Truma Gittin Karamis? Wait a minute. You're going to compare eating Truma to Gittin? After all, Truma, Efshir. Efshir. In other words, it's easy for her to avoid and be an heir on the side of caution. Get Loefshir. Right, You see the difference? In other words, here, we have other considerations. It's not a question of, do we think it's more or less likely for him to die, and we base the halach on that. No, 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 no. What we're saying is, that when it comes to a get, now of course before, uh, we we had the case of Truma also in our Mishnah, and so we're, that's going to become relevant. But let, let's let's talk about the get of the zaken first. Right? Because the get of the zaken is just a question of do we expect him to die? Okay. So when it came to the get, we don't expect him to die. We have a chazaka that he's gonna be alive, assuming that he's not, you know, like on his deathbed. Okay. But when it comes to Truma, even though it's not likely that he's gonna die, well, since there's a possibility, so then why are we gonna take a chance? In other words, get Lo efshir means we can't be concerned about his death, because if that were true, then the get wouldn't work. And then we'd have agunos everywhere, right? You would never be, low efshar means you'd never be able to send the getmim sayyam. You would have to take out the entire first Mishnah in Gittin and say, what do you mean to um, maybe getmim dinah sayyam? How do we know what happened to the husband, right? You'd be, you'd be stuck. Gittin would be a big problem, okay? So efshar, it's like, right, it's untenable to, to have that, to, to have that uh, threshold. So we see, right? My point is that even though Gittin and the Gemara is going to say, why do we have all three cases in our Mishnah? Because even though Gittin is very serious and even though Gittin is Doraisa, you can't. You you have to have the institution of Gittin. You can't leave Agunas everywhere. And therefore, we always balance that. And so, for when it comes to Gittin, we're going to assume that he's still alive. But Truma, you don't have to assume that he's still alive. Let her eat Chulin. I mean, it's not convenient. It was one of the perks of marrying a Kohen is that you can eat Truma as much as you want. Okay, but she'll eat Chulin. She'll survive. Okay, so that is. Easier to err on the side of caution with truma, and that's why you shouldn't be like thinking that a right b'risa about her not eating truma is necessarily a stira, right to the to the mission to our mishnah, which says that she can deliver the get and assume that he's still alive. Now the gemara says, but wait, truma truma. But wait, even within truma, where you can err on the side of caution, we have a machlokus because, after all, look back on our mishnah. It's not so after all, our very own Mishnah has the case of truma. So now let's bring that back in. What did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah says she can eat truma. Wait a minute. I thought we just said she can err on the side of caution. So isn't that part of our Mishnah? Steer with the, with the brisa that says that she should not be able to eat the truma because of a suffix that maybe he'll die any moment, and she's supposed to be divorced from him an hour before. So now Abaye is going to quote the brisa again, right? That's the same b'risa we quoted before. And therefore, that b'risa, that she, she is not allowed to eat truma right away, in the case where he says, here's your get, an hour before I die, it poses a right, contradiction to our Mishnah with regards to truma, because in our Mishnah, we assume that he's still alive and we allow her to eat truma. So that b'risa is a contradiction with our Mishnah. So, Amar, Ravada, B'reida, Shani, Haslam. Now, our mission, and the Bresa are actually different. Why? Because over there in the Bresa where the get takes effect right away, uh, He doesn't say, <laughs> right? Ravad the Breder isn't saying why that affects it. That he's saying that there, there's a difference. In the case of, right? In the case of our Mishnah, then he has to actually die for her to not eat truma. In the case of the Brysa, it's an hour before he dies, so Rashi has to give you the lundus, right? Rashi over here, I'll say it outside. That it's like this. That when you have, when you have to, and, and Rava is going to spell it even more directly. We'll see in a second. Rava, right? The brilliant lundus, of, 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 of Rava. But basically, Rava says like this: that when it comes to Cheskos okay, so he's still alive. So you assume that he's going to continue to, to say to, that he's still alive, but once you say the hour before, that changes the chazaka, right? The only thing that 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 we know for sure um, an hour before is that she'll be usser. In other words, the only thing that we know for sure, as kind of how Rashi says it, is that is that an hour before he dies, she'll be usser to eat truma. So now that much we know, and so. The way that's set up is just by creating a period of time when we know for sure that she'll be usher to eat truma prior to his death, so that counterbalances uh, that that counteracts right the chazaka that is alive. In other words, until he dies, she certainly can eat truma, and until he dies, we have a chazaka that he's going to stay alive. But once you've set aside a time where she's for sure usher to eat truma prior to his death. So now already the he is alive doesn't help you as much because it's not like you're going to uh, count back an hour and assume that this hour, because then you don't know which hour is the hour that's the hour before he dies because the that she for sure is the He truman an hour before, counterbalances the khazaka that he's going to stay alive. We'll see. Rav soon is going to say a more elegant way of setting up this khazaka, but be that as it may, this is like the sort of like quasi that, that that we have right now. Uh, don't worry, he gets he gets a little bit nailed over here Flower Papa, saying, What are you talking about? What makes you think, first of all, a different thing? What makes you think that the husband's gonna die first? Dilma Maybe she's gonna die first, in other words, again. The whole thing about the whole premise of Ada Braida is that there is a for sure period of time where she's usher to eat shuma and that's a chazaka in its own right the counterbalances the chazaka that the husband's going to stay alive well rav papa is saying that's not even true there isn't a for sure period of time where she's going to be ushered to eat truma because after all maybe she'll die first in which case she will have eaten truma her entire life there was never a period in her time where she could not eat truma and therefore that's not any source of any uh, sort of counterbalancing chazaka. okay so he rejects Rivada's answer. So Abaye has his own answer. El Amar Abaye, what's the contradiction? Yeah. Let's go back to the source of Chai Shlemisa. you might recall. This came up over the weekend on Shabbos and Dav and came up many times before, the famous Mechlokas Rav Meir and Rav where Rav Meir is worried about stuff and Rav is chilled. How so, the Mishnah in Demai in the seventh parak, the Tanan. The Mishnah says, right, if you take your wine from the Kusim, the point of taking wine from the Kusim is you don't trust them for Trumas and Maestras, so you have to take it off on your own. It's hard to take off the Trumus and Maestras on wine, Andrew, because you got the barrel. You got to bring the barrel whole. You're not bringing multiple barrels. And you, therefore, and it's not actual, uh, Solids, it's liquids, so like it's a big giant mess. So how are you gonna separate it? So we use the Brera, this is the Brera sugia, right? Where you say, in the future when I get home and I get to put it in separate containers, this part will be for Truma, this part will be for Meisser, right? So the question where Rabbi May and beauty might recall from three blot ago and from the rest of, uh, when we saw it in other contexts of Brera, the sugia reading multiple times, is what? Uh, is how are we allowing this Truman Meister to take effect when it's like in the abstract, when the truth of the matter is that this barrel might itself crash into a million pieces and the whole thing will go kaput, right? And that is a machlokas from Mayor Rebuda as to whether we're concerned about this barrel breaking. Let's see it inside. So again, right, When I get home, I'm going to eventually separate the two. That'll be Truma. Take off asar Lugin, four. The Rishon, Tisha of course, once you take off the Asara, then it becomes 10 out of 90, right? 10% of 90. And then, therefore, that's the Tisha for the Meisr Shani. Right, a little bit of the math having to do with the Trumas and the Meisr, assuming 100 lug, right? Umechel, And then he redeems the Meisr, and he immediately transfers it onto the coins. And that enables him to drink on the road, Andrew. Very nice. Right, because even though he hasn't yet taken it taken it off physically, he took it off in the abstract. Right, Yesh Brera, we allow it, and it's all good in the hood. David, Rabbi Meir, is all good with it. However, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, Osrim. right? They answered it. Why? Presumably, because Rabbi is not concerned with breakage, and Rabbi Huda is. Similarly, we're making an analogy here. Reb who's not concerned with breakage of the barrel, is also not concerned with death of the Baal. Okay? So that's what Abayah is saying, that Reb is not concerned. He's lochai Shlemisa, and therefore he's the author of our Mishnah, who allows the woman to eat Truma, in the assumption that her husband's still alive, whereas Reb is concerned about the breakage of a barrel, he's concerned about the death of the husband, and therefore he is going to, yes, he's the author of our Brisa, who's going to, yes, be concerned and not let the woman eat the truma unless she knows that the husband is still alive. So that is Abaye's, uh, recon- uh, how he reconciles our Mishnah with the Brisa with respect to it. In our Mishnah, the woman could continue to eat truma and in the Brisa, she cannot. However, Rava Amar, got to love Rava as we turn to Chav and Bez. Look at this elegant lambdas. Shema meis lo Shema yamos Chayshinan. Rashi. Brilliant, brilliant. There's a chazaka that he's alive, but there's also chazaka that everybody dies, right? So if you have a Kohen, right, and let's say, so then you have to assume that he's still alive because there's a chazaka that he's still alive. But once you say that the get is yours, an hour before I die, well, there's also a chazaka that everybody dies. <laughs> so you're changing the language. It sounds like semantics, right? Like, well, what is the probability that he's dead? That's the only thing that matters, says the No, the language matters. If you say it, an hour before I die, well, te- theoretically, somebody, we don't know, right? Hashem doesn't tell us how long we have. So theoretically, that could be at any moment. So by phrasing it that way, that it's an hour before I die. Now you've taken any moment and you've said it's an hour before that. Now the chazaka is that everybody dies. And so for that reason, she's not allowed to eat truma because of the way you phrased it. Whereas if you just said, you know, all things being equal, but, uh, this is going to be, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to Medina Sayyam. Hope to see you soon, honey. So then... The Chazaka, he's, he's still alive. You know, life goes on as usual. So it all depends on how you phrase it, right? There's so many different examples of this, and that subtle, elegant lumbus is so beautiful. I mean, Rava, come on, man. You're not, you're not going to get better than that. So that's the difference between our b'risa and the Mishnah. It's how you set it up. I, I have that a lot in my office, uh, Andrew. Like, uh, right? we always learn Lelena right? Shemasa. So he would say... Um, uh, I'd like to give a discount, let's say, for orthodontic treatment. So depending how I say it, if I say, you know, normally you'd have to pay, let's say, $1,000 a month for a certain amount of time. But if you pay up front, then you get less money. Or, right, there's different ways to phrase a discount. Well, guess what? You're not allowed to have ribus, right? certain ways, in fact, in my Columbia office, they like to make, make it seem like they're giving a better deal. So they say, you know, your loan is this amount of money for orthodontic treatment, but it's 0% financing, 0% everything, you don't have to pay any interest. Okay, well, that's one nice way of saying it. They're making it so they're sort of like underscoring the fact that what we're doing is we're really fronting you the money. Like you're down, you're on the hook for the whole amount, but we're fronting you the money and we're not charging you any interest for it. So it makes it seem more, you know, more generous. But how you phrase the same financial transaction can either make it a loan where it would be subject to ribis, or it can make it not a loan and just a payment plan, right? Where there's no such thing as a halva and there's no rebus at all. So the point is, that the, the language matters. So if you say, I'm going away, honey, on a, on a trip, and you're a coin and she's a boss, well, of course you could st- continue to eat because there's a that you're still alive. Whereas if you say, here's your get, and it goes into effect an hour before uh, I pass away, so now you've entered into the language, says Rava, the idea that he could pass away any moment, and now the chazaka flips to the assumption that any moment she has to stop, and therefore she has to stop right away, eating the truma, okay? So that's the explanation of Rava, the semantics of this. Of this. Now, is that really true? Yeah, but we just uh, had the case of the node where the concern was the potential breakage of the barrel. And that is, we said, analogous to a person possibly dying, and yet you have the Mehlukas Rameer and Rav about the node. Because the node, everybody assumes, can break any moment. So one thing is, it's possible that the, that the uh, node is different because somebody could watch it, and that's why your mayor isn't concerned there that it's going to break. Whereas with a person's life, right, or May would agree, right, with the b'risa, that he could die at any moment. Or, but, Yeah, but the person who's watching over the note needs another person to watch over him, which is to say, uh, a barrel could break at any moment. Like, it doesn't matter how much you watch it, right? Uh, right? It's like, watch this pit bull. Like, what am I watching? You know, I can't control this thing. Right, so it doesn't matter how many people are going to watch it. That barrel is susceptible to breakage, regardless, and therefore that doesn't help. So, so the Gemara, you're right. Yeah, you're going to have to say that Shema Meis in that case. In our Mishnah, everybody's going to agree. Our Mishnah is going to permit the wife's coin teacher while he's on the business trip every time. Everyone will agree to the Mishnah. However, Shema's yomos that's going to be machlokas tanaim. That the brisa that we quoted that says that the woman can't eat the truma at all, that is going to be, have to be Rabbi Yehuda. Meir would have to disagree with that. So wow, it's an amazing concession. Meir would actually agree that when it comes to the brisa, he would actually allow, right, the woman to eat, eat, to eat the truma even if it was an hour before. That's actually astounding because he's not concerned at, uh, um, that, that he's going to die. And it is this, amazingly, it is this, this case, right? This Mishnah of the barrel that exposes that Remeir is not even concerned about that. And therefore, maybe it's true. Maybe only Rabbi Huda would have been the author of that brisa that contradicted our Mishnah with regards to an hour before. So Rava's uh, incredible, right, Lomdus, his his analysis uh, is going to be applicable, but only applicable within, within Rabbi Yehuda, who is of the opinion that a person is always considered as potentially, you know, uh, ready to expire at any moment. Whereas Remeir's Shita, as reflected in the case of the barrel of wine, is going to be different and actually going to not be in accordance with that price. but it, both will be in accordance with our Mishnah because both of them are going to think that in our Mishnah Shema Meis Lo So the Lomdus of Rava survives, but more so um, unanimously between Remeir and Reb Yudha in our Mishnah Shema Meis Lo Okay, so now seven lines down, two dots at the auspicious time of 6.13 a.m. So we're talking about the case of the chathas. Wait a minute. How do you send the korban chatas with a shliach? Don't you have to do smicha on a korban? Isn't that like one of the basic uh, parts of that ritual? Amr Yosef, korban nashim. No, there are certain korbanas where the owner doesn't have to do smicha, leaning on the animal. We know that when a woman brings an animal, she sends it with shliach. Nobody expects her to sh- show up and go up to the animal and do the smicha. That's number one, right? That is uh, that's straight out of the psukim. right? The of b'nei trial, not trial. Uh Or alternatively, Papa We know that this korban chatas it could be uh, a chaya or it could be an of. So if it's a, one of the bird chatas, uh, that's not going to require smicha at all. You don't do smicha on birdies. And therefore, it will be those cases uh, that are mentioned in our Mishnah. Now the Gemara asks, and why do you need all three cases? Right? Because again, what, what are the cases? Whether it's a get or a chatas, right? Right? If it's a get or a chatas or a truma, we're going to say that we're going to assume that the husband's still alive or the settle, or, or the person who sent the Korban is still alive. And why do you need all three cases? Because all three cases, we assume that he's alive. So if you only learn get, it's Mishum Dula Afshar, right? So then that, you would have only relied on an aget because that's the, otherwise there's no way to do gittin and so we would have thought yeah like because of algunos because we need to have something called get medina sayam that's why we assume that he's still alive you might have thought the truma where there's a recourse because you can err on the side of caution and just not eat the truma maybe it would be uh maybe you would not allow to eat the truma so you have to learn that the mission is t- teaching us that so even truma you could continue to eat and truma, and if you would only learn truma, the zimn and the Now it's the first time we're seeing this. There are certain cases where the only food available is is truma. After all, you know, truma is is cheaper than chulin, right? Because chulin, it's supply and demand, man, right? There's a smaller demand for truma because only the kohanim can eat it. So maybe if you're dirt poor, mm-hmm. you can only eat truma. So maybe we should allow her to eat truma for that reason. Again, it's not really technically chulin azar, but the bottom line is, if we have a suffake, why should we bring it up onto the mizbeach? So, right, it's not really chulin because it was, in fact, right, kachim, but it's kachim without an owner, which shouldn't be brought at all. So, So, it's necessary to give even the khidish over here, where we could have laid the animal out to pasture. Due to a setback, we still the assumption that the Baal is still alive is so strong that we allow even the carbon to be brought. The carbon chata very good. Okay, so now we're in the mission of Chavchesim base, and the mission says three things he said. And they confirmed his words. This is relevant to the idea of the person dying. What are the likelihood of a besieged town for the uh, people to die, or a shipwreck? or one who goes out to be tried for Misa. We presume that people who are in these challenging situations are still going to be alive. However, if they were already captured, right? So that's the difference between captured and besieged. If it's just a siege, they could be alive for a little while. Once it's captured, forget about it. Or again, we don't see this ship uh, being beat around at sea. We see now the the water is calm and the sh- ship is nowhere to be found. It is sunk. Bayotsi the harig, or a person who's not on right about to be tried for his capital punishment, but he's actually already been tried and he's dead man walking on the way to the gallows. So those three cases are already more precarious. So even though we don't assume necessarily that he's dead. We're going to have to treat it chumre chaim and chumre be an example chumre chaim and chumre mesim? We always discussed it. Bas yisrael karnavas karnavas yisrael otachol betruma. Yeah, that either way, right? If the, her husband, if she's a bas yisrael and her husband, her chaman d'slan is in that situation, she should stop eating truma already, right? Or right, if she's a bas kohen la yisrael, right? Then, or, then again, she's not going to eat truma because there's a possibility that he's still alive, right? Abbas going to marry Yisrael cannot eat truma. So you're not sure that he's dead. You're not sure that he's alive. You cannot eat truma regardless. So, right, so um, Rav Yosef points out that the Beisden Shel Yisrael, they still might, look for reasons to exonerate him because that's what we do in the Be'ezin Shil Israel. But in a secular court, once they set the, the, him to be dead man, you could consider him a dead man already, even after his right um, conviction, before that they bring him to sentencing. So, what are you talking about? Secular courts? You just bribe them. You can get out of it that way. So I'm Yeah, you could bribe them, but that's before the verdict. After the verdict, you can no longer bribe them. So we'll continue with the mesve, about 2017, lines up from the bottom. Tomorrow, a difference between the secular and the Jewish courts. <coughs>